I hope you enjoyed that. Very well-known story. Most of us uh, in Sunday school would have heard that several times. The story of the five wise and the five foolish bridesmaids. And I want to bring out three little points, three thoughts for us this Sunday morning on that very well-known story. Of course, you know, we already know the, the, the wider meaning of what Jesus was trying to tell his people. Be prepared. We do not know when he's going to come back again. And so we've got to be ready for his second coming. But I want to bring out three points that might be so relevant for us from this story in the season that we find ourselves in. Three things that I learned from this story. Number one, don't get caught up in the moment because there is a future. Don't get caught up in the moment because there is a future. The five foolish bridesmaids, they got caught up in that moment and forgot about the future that was coming their way. And I put down, there are times, especially in moments like these, we can get so overwhelmed in what we're facing now that we forget to realize that there is a future. This season will pass by. In fact, one of the things I've learned over the years in my own journey, both in good times and bad times, that there's no season that lasts forever. Every season is actually giving way to the next season. And how often we can get caught up in the now, we've got to think about the now, but not get so overwhelmed that we sometimes give up and lose hope and think, is this it forever? And and, and we get anxious, we get discouraged, we get disappointed because we're looking at the now. But one of the things that the story reminds me that don't get caught up in the now because the now is simply preparing me for the future. There is a season that lies ahead of us after the season that we are currently facing. In fact, I put down here, every season is only a stepping stone and a time of preparation for the next season. I think I may have shared uh, some of this in, in one of my previous messages. Redeem the time. Because right now where I am is an opportunity for me to prepare for what's coming ahead. And God is using this season to prepare me. And if I get caught up in the now and allow myself to get overwhelmed with what I'm seeing in the now, I'm missing out on the fact that now is an opportunity for me to prepare for my future. I always use an illustration. I say our faith, in fact, our lives are like a bicycle. You've got to always keep pedaling because the moment you stop pedaling, you'll fall off a bicycle. And that's what our lives are. That's what our faith is. We've always got to keep moving forward. We've always got to be thinking ahead. One of the things I've learned over the years is never park your car. The devil wants us to park our cars because that's the end of our destiny. The moment we give in to the moment and say, this is it. There's no more future. Park our car. That's when we actually start going backwards. You know, Proverbs 6 Verses 6 to 8 gives us a beautiful illustration. I like the book of Proverbs, book of wisdom. It says, take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. <laughs> I like that. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. 
Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer gathering food for the winter. Listen, I was talking to our team, some of our team this morning, and I said I'm already past the season. I know we've got about four or five weeks left, but I'm, I'm already planning ahead of time. This season is over for me. We're going to get through it. We know what we have to do in the season, but my head is already racing of what's going to come after we all get back together. Listen, we've almost finished half the lockdown. We've got a little more time to, to process all the thoughts that the Lord's been laying on our hearts to prioritize what's important to factor in what is it that I'm going to live for when everything gets back to normal so that I don't, I don't go back to the same old, same old. God's giving us the season so that we can prepare for the future. For some of us, half our lives may be over. I mean, I, I, have, I can't, sometimes I look at my age and I think, where have the years gone? But I don't want to look back at what's over. I want to look at the years that I have left on planet Earth. And I want to say, Lord, how can I use those years productively? How can I use those years where I make a difference? With every single year and every single day that I have left for the rest of my life. Listen, my friends, don't get caught up in the moment because there is a future. In fact, start putting plans together. I, like I said the last time, make a list. What are the things that you're going to prioritize when we get back together? What's going to be your focus when we get back together? There is a future. And for some of you who might be going through a very difficult season of your life, the same word of encouragement, where you are is not where you're going to end up. God wants to take your life and turn it around. And so don't let the present crisis of where your life may be at consume you so that you lose hope. Because there is always a future. And so the first thing I learned from this lesson, don't get caught up in the moment because there is a fantastic future that God has for our lives. The second point I, I, I picked up when I was meditating on this parable, number two, value what we have. Value what we have. Listen, a lot of times we don't value things till they're lost or till they're gone or till they're taken away from us. These five foolish bridesmaids didn't value what they had till it was gone. And suddenly they realized, wow, we've missed the opportunity. We didn't value what we had in our hands. And I want to take this time to encourage us to value. In fact, this season is making us realize the things that we take for granted. I've been looking at posts on Facebook. You know, some people are valuing the birds that they hear chirping every morning. And how often can we take that blessing for granted? You know, in some countries, they're seeing the sky much more clearer for the very first time. We take those things for granted. We take for granted the food that we get every day on our tables. We take for granted the freedom that we have to be able to meet people and love people and bless one another. We take them for granted sometimes. We take for granted the families that we have. You know, a lot of people so sadly have lost loved ones almost overnight. Some of them didn't even have a chance to say goodbye. Listen, maybe this morning the Lord is reminding us to value what we have. You know, there was an Indian doctor who put this up on social media and I found that quite quite interesting some of you may have already 
read it uh, in terms of social distancing. That is hard for a lot of people. He says, social distancing is a privilege. It means you live in a house large enough to practice it. Hand washing is a privilege too. It means you have access to running water. Hand sanitizers and soap are a privilege. It means you have money to buy them. Lockdowns are a privilege. It means you can afford to be at home. Millions in India will not be able to do this. And it is so true. A lot of people in India won't die of the virus, but they'll die because of hunger. They'll die because they're living under open skies uh, at this point of time without a roof over their heads. Listen, my friend, if you're tuning in this morning, the second lesson we can learn is value what we have. Sometimes we can be like those Israelites murmuring and grumbling and we don't have this and we don't have that and look at that inconvenience. You know what? God was so disappointed with all of them that none of them entered the promised land. Let us remind ourselves that we are a blessed people. And if you're a child of God, listen, the greatest blessing you have is that you have eternal life. We may not have anything else in this world, but if we have Jesus, we have everything. Because when we close our eyes on earth, we have eternal life. But listen, he gives us good things even in this world. Things that money cannot buy. Things that the world cannot give. Peace, security, joy, friendship that money cannot buy. I want to I want to just recite some of the words of that famous song we used to sing again in Sunday school. Count your blessings. You know that song says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you to see what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Listen, after this program is over, maybe sit uh, all by yourself and get out a sheet of paper and begin to write down all the blessings that you and I have at this time. Like that Indian doctor says, if you have a home and a roof over your head, if you have water flowing through your tap, if you have access to food, you and I are blessed than most many people on planet earth. And so the second thing from this passage of the wise and foolish bridesmaids, number one, don't get caught up in the moment because there is a future. Number two, value what we have right now. And number three, in this passage, see the bigger picture because there is a wider narrative. See the bigger picture because there is a wider and broader narrative. You know what? These guys, these five uh, foolish bridesmaids, they didn't see the bigger picture. They didn't realize that they were part of a bigger story. They were just consumed with themselves in that moment of time, not realizing that they had the potential to affect people outside of themselves. And my friends, life is meaningful when it is bigger than ourselves. You know, sometimes I make this statement for us as Christians. We, we sometimes live in that little world of, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And that's our lives, morning, noon, night, day in, day out. Give us this day our daily bread. When the Lord is saying there's a bigger adventure I have for you. Where you can say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, what is my part in that beyond my little life? Which is as important than everything else. And he cares for our lives. 
I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying, listen, there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger narrative to our lives and a bigger narrative to our stories here on earth. And these five missed it. You know, I was just meditating and thinking of the, the project that we're involved with. You know, we could have just said, okay, you know, we're going to be on lockdown for the next uh, six, eight, ten weeks. Let's just sing a few songs and do a few things and keep our congregation going. But we realize there's an opportunity to be a blessing even in the midst of this crisis. We, can, we don't need to just sit and make sure we're cared for and our families are cared for. But as a church, we can look out for those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And look how God takes our five loaves and two fish and is able to feed the thousands. My friend, listen, God has a bigger plan for your life. There's a bigger picture attached to your life. Your life has a bigger narrative. You were designed for a bigger narrative. Even when you were born, the day you were born, even before you were born, God wrote out a bigger picture for your life. And when we partner with Him, we're able to know what that plan is. Lord, why, what is it that you created me for? What is it that you designed me for? What are the gifts you put inside of me that you want to use to bless people around me? Because I recognize, Lord, there's a bigger narrative. There's a bigger picture to my life. I may feel insignificant. I may think I'm insignificant. But when I place myself in your hands, you can take me just as he did with me. Never thought I would be doing this in my wildest dreams. Never thought I'd be part of a great team of people that we are able to influence and touch so many lives. But it wasn't about me. My life wasn't about me. When I came to know Jesus, I began to realize not only did he want to bless me, but through my life and through my limitations and my vulnerabilities and my shortcomings, as long as I was willing to say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. There's a bigger story. And you know, I was, I'm reminded at this moment of time of the first calling of those first disciples where Jesus said to them, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come follow me. There's an adventure in following Jesus. There's a bigger narrative then that comes into play in our lives when we begin to say, Lord, I'm choosing to follow you. Suddenly, the landscape gets bigger. Suddenly, the whole world becomes our parish, our, our harvesting ground, our vineyard, because God is able to take what he's put inside of us Combine it with people around us and say, come on, my son, my daughter, there's a bigger picture. And listen, if you've not followed Jesus still today, I believe this call comes to you right now. Where he says, come, follow me. Right now, in your living room, maybe you're sitting on your bed and watching this. He's saying to you right now, come, follow me. And I will make you do something you've never even conceived of in your wildest dreams. Come on the adventure. Because when we tie up and partner with Jesus, that's when we find our true purpose. That's when we find our true identity. And that's when we find true fulfillment. The world is battling to find identity. Listen, come follow Jesus. You will find who you really are. You won't be confused 
by the worldview that's that's com- trying to compartmentalize us into its own identity god has his identity there's only one of you on planet earth there's only one of you and he wants to use you to make a difference beyond your wildest dreams come follow me he says to all of us this morning and so as i close my friends don't get caught up in the moment there is a bigger picture this season is passing by begin to get excited about what you're going to do in the days ahead begin to say holy spirit begin to inspire me now with thoughts and ideas of how i can make a difference when we all come back together again and perhaps even now wherever you are value what you have you've got far more what you think you have and see the bigger picture that there's a bigger narrative god has for your life let's bow our heads we're going to pray for you pray for us father we just want to thank you for this sunday morning another time when we can gather together to hear from you your words to us in a time such as this thank you that you're encouraging us some of us you what you're specifically saying to them that this season is going to pass by not necessarily in context of the of the lockdown but the season of their life the pain that they're going through it will pass by there is hope and there is future So don't let this season overwhelm them, O oh Father. I pray, Lord, we would begin to value all that you've given us. Help us to prioritize what's important in this season. More than anything, help us to prioritize our soul. Because your word says, what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Help us to put a value on our souls. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us understand life is more meaningful when we live it for others for the bigger picture for the cause that's bigger than ourselves thank you that every single person everyone tuning in this morning has a purpose and a call upon their life the world might have ruled them out people and friends and family may have ruled them out they may have ruled themselves out but this morning you're saying i have a plan and a purpose for your life I have good plans for you says the Lord. Plans to prosper. Plans that have good ending. The Lord says, "So come follow me and I will make you fishers of men." So bless my brothers and sisters as we go into this week. Let your word build us. Let your word transform us. Draw us closer to yourself. Thank you again. In Jesus name. God bless you we're going to